Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode on the Celtic Now and for our podcast. This is the Reaction Podcast. My name is Ryan Crawford. We have a bumper podcast panel this week, Gerald O'Connell. Once again, Robert Boyle and Claire Church. Jerry, how's things, mate? Your first bit on a while, so how are you, mate? Hi, all good, mate. All good. As I said, I was on about six, seven weeks ago, um, the lead-up to the Rangers game. And me, obviously, me, yourself and um, Robert were talking about have we, have we reached that corner of the season? Are we going to go to Ibrox and get the win? It would maybe push us on, but six weeks on, we just seem to be Groundhog Day, we seem to be back to where we are. So, um, but we'll get there, we'll get there. That's something we'll be saying, but on it, we'll get there, we'll get there. Aye, it's just, there's, there's no there's light at the end of the tunnel than now, but you know, Celtic always date the hard way, but this is, I think this is taking a bit too far this time. <laughs> and obviously, Claire, yourself, you're back on again, how's things? And obviously, your first impressions, your result of the night. Please. A point. Um, better than Saturday because Saturday was just an absolute shambles in so many ways. Um, but yeah, happy enough. I say happy enough because that's like fifty percent. Then it was average, but come on, it's kind of great. So it's weighing it up there. So I think I will agree that went with Robert that Kamarnock won the great, but it was just good to get the three points and again a couple of goals. Um, a very poor Kamarnock team, one of the poorest I've actually seen down there. It's probably the easiest game I remember us playing down there. They were two, three yards off us, all game. We kind of got the control of the game quite easily and scored four goals. I clean sheet, it's a positive considered on Saturday. So, yeah, no bad up to now. It's a bit more pleasing, but it's nothing to get overwhelmed with. I think we're all agreeing that the good victory to get is kind of and a wee, after we're up with our own, um, obviously defeat with St Mirren. But obviously, Jerry, we'll start off with the game. Um, the first bit of action I thought in the game was obviously the Bowen, the Bokes, early on, Greg Taylor, Bain, bit suspect. Again, uh, we'll go into Taylor and Bain as we go on in the podcast, but I thought that again, we were comfortable leading up to that, but it's suspect we hangs it, I think, leading up to it. It's been happening all the time. I don't think they two covered themselves in glory. Well, well, obviously we are. There's no fans here, no right. So if you watch the game, you can. If you turn the obviously the the background noise off, you can hear the players. To me, 
in that incident. Don't which I don't have been one word you should hear, but the keeper's voice commanding there, just coming out, taking that away, or the opposite, Taylor taking control of it, saying, My boy, I'll come and just knock it out, even with his right fit. I know that's not his strongest fit, but the two of them just the two of them have to look to each other as if to say, What what were you doing? And what were you doing? As you say, the dinner there was no there was no control with who, who was in who was in charge of and were it for it being a kind of say a lucky bounce into the goalie's so his goalie's grasp after the second attempt. It, we, we could have been one 0 doing the early doors and then that would have really put the pressure on us. But luckily we get we get away with it this time. Aye. Also yourself, Claire, would you can obviously that was in the first kind of major hang against us in the game. Um again we've spoken about obviously the Bain and Taylor situation. I thought maybe they were lucky not to consider, uh, consider goal there. They were looking at to concede. I mean, I totally get what I agree with what Gerald's saying. Um, you should only hear one voice. You should only hear somebody shout, my ball, whether it be Taylor or whether it be, be Bain. Um, I do think that they could have very easily scored the other night from that. I just think that was a concentration thing, but that's what I said the last time I was on. There's no vocal enough at the back. There's no noise, um, and the fact that you can hear everything makes that more, more obvious to the fans now. So, obviously yourself, Robert. Uh, again, we've spoken about being in previous podcasts, the goalkeeper situation in Taylor. I know you might be maybe pitting at me, Hanks here, but I'm just talking through the game, and I thought that was it could be one nothing done again. And then your back's against the wall. Think, um, see where all the players that's playing in it. They're overthinking every situation. It could have been a goal, but people are scared to take responsibility now just because of that amount of mistakes that's happening. It's, um, we got a lucky break on it. Um, two guys probably... And then at the team, it's no help them. Um, the situation, they're probably expecting the other one to go rather than, as you say, just be vocal. One, he's come and get it. One, he's deal with it. And that's it, the situation. But the mess we're in at the back now, I think, the players are on edge in every situation we do. I don't feel there's anybody confident enough. Like, if we are riding high in the league, Ben would have probably screamed to make Gora or Theo would have took it and knocked out the park easily, just a wee bit of communication. But the way things are going now, everybody's overthinking things, overdoing things. It's just, you know what I mean? The, the nervousness in the team is there to be seen. Um, just luckily that there wasn't any really incidents in the game. Um, you see that against his mum, there's just everybody's panicking, nobody can trust anybody to go and deal with something now. so they're starting to overthink things and drop them into positions what they shouldn't do because they don't trust the guy that's alongside them I think there's a lot of trust issues at the back because as we said, it keeps changing week in, week out, we've not got a settled back for a goalkeeper which is in my opinion is a very important thing if you're going to first of all get clean sheets and win games this chopping and changing three quarters of the way through the seasons, no helping anybody. Because players don't become bad overnight. You know what I mean? I think that's kind of the most of the fan base kind of opinion about we're chopping changing all the time. So how how is we fans meant to know who's going to turn up? What players going to turn up? And defensively, I I think if we concede, we're very, very like, like what do we do now? There's no, there's, as we've spoken, there's no plan B. But obviously we started the game well and that was just maybe one of the only chances maybe come out had. Obviously Jerry Scott Brown scored first the header. 
the med I've seen the heater, it was a crack heater. I don't think it gets justice. Um, and you seen his celebration, it was like, I think that was the mayor, everything that's been built up and he celebration, he was like, get in there. Um, again, Jerry, maybe a guy doesn't score enough goals, but he's getting older in his career now. But again, one no good either. Aye, well, he's coming. He's coming off the back of his ban. Um, but as I said, the ball in, the ball's actually an outswinger, going away for the goal. And he's actually, as you said, at the end up, he's about what, three yards, three yards off the deck. And he's managed to get the power back across into the net. Uh, put it this way, if, if uh, say, a Christie and Edward scores it, you're, you're, you're saying that's a, that's a cracking goal. But I think it's just, there is the, you're speaking about the celebration, I think it's you see, more relief than it, and just sort of a try to repay back what he done. Um, obviously, red card or no, that's for another another day. But um, aye, definitely. I, I thought all four goals were were good finishes. You know what I mean? Even the penalty. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's a top point on that as well. You know, but even just calm, personified, back in the net, job done. You know what I mean? But definitely, yeah, but definitely deserved more credit than it got. Yeah, and obviously Claire, it was probably a bit, fans may have been kind of wondering why Brown was playing after he had a three-match ban and rewarded with a start. But I think his inclusion, I thought it was maybe it was actually good as a game at owner. I thought he played really, really well, and obviously he's, he's, he's took his goal well. I mean, I thought he played; it was excellent. It was very, very good. Um, I know Lennon said that Soro had fatigue or whatever it is. Don't get me started on that, but it was a very good inclusion. It was a very good decision in the end. Um, it was one of his better games. I know we've said Kilmarnock aren't great, but his movement was good. His energy levels were up. He looked fresh. He looked, you know, he looked up for it. Um, and like what Gerald said, that I mean, the celebration. He just looked. It was like relief. It was like, thank God, I can actually, you know, I've got this. I've done this. And there was a kind of get in face on him you could see that you could see it when he scored um and the movement leading up to the goal was brilliant like from him that was a really good header from somebody who's not that tall as well like he could have easily get a bit in the face from that and he went 100 mine and he doesn't score enough he's all right he doesn't but i'm glad to see him back and playing well now well, take scott brown one game in four that plays well to be honest right now because he can do stuff like that i think more about that's but maybe Scott Brown's got to be now, maybe bring him in the games where he's fresh and he's maybe had two or three games to maybe watch the side and then go on and kind of, no prove himself again, but put his stamp to say that I'm still here and obviously his goal again, I thought it was a really, really good finish and as Claire says, it was good movement. First of all, I thought it was very harsh and sorrow to drop him, but mm-hmm. you know the manager, that's the manager. Um, Scott Brown had a, a really good game, he controlled the midfield and he didn't do his passing back away in that. He kind of moved the ball forward, which was encouraging. Um, and his goal, I've can't header I it's, He's seems to be getting on the end of quite a, lot, a few headers now. If you remember against Hearts, he hanging made the Griffiths goal, the header. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where this goal and the attacking headers is came from at 34 <laughs> years of age. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, you can't doubt the guy's performance was really good. But I don't think. He would need to do that to now at the end of the season to justify another year's contract to me. His contract's up. And is he worth 25 grand a week's wages? Is he worth that? Or can we get somebody in better? 
be that sort of wage free. But I don't know who the manager or what's going to be, but I'd like him to see it keep Scott Downs around the club if this is his last season, if he has to take care of the under-18s, under-21s, because I think he's a leader of men and we lack that at Celtic. So I wouldn't want to lose that side of him. But on his performance, really, really good. Tracking header, but he was good in the midfield, but he moved the ball well. I do agree with you. When it comes to maybe if he's if to get another year, it'd be another year to basically just be a player coach and, and not really play a lot, in my opinion. Um, but his goal, I thought he took it well. And obviously, Jerry, 2-0, the penalty you spoke about with Edward, cracking penalty. Um, he's, you kind of know when he steps up, he's going to score. I well, I said it. I said it many times. Whether it be yourselves or pals at work or whatever, I just think the guy oozes class, and on his days, he's he's unstoppable. But unfortunately for us this season, he's done it less than he's done it good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Some some games I've watched him, he's just moped about, and he's like, as if he doesn't know why to be there. When it comes to big moments and big games, he's very rarely let us down. Cup finals, uh, at Ibrox, you have you can you can you can rhyme off even even in in um, in Rome last year, it was it was covered with a glass. I mean, but then like you just see, when he steps up, you just know some players you go at, he's putting it at the bar. Can buy the post with him, you know, back of the net every time. Whether it was a penalty or no, <laughs> that's another that's another question. But the ball was in the spot and he put it away. And I would back I would back him every time that happens. Obviously, Claire, there's this thing with a yeti now it's popped up. When I played up front as a striker, I class that as good striker play because I've done it all the time. Robert will tell you, I was a diving so and so, I died quite a lot, I got penalties, but I don't have to win a game of football, and I think that's the way football is now. They're told, I was told as a, as a striker to go down. I ate it for me, done his job. I might look like a die, but they may look at it and they may slow it down. The goalie has touched them. And I was told if you get contact, go down. So, in my opinion, it's a penalty, it's not a dive. And the fact that he's getting obviously, I think we'll appeal it and I think it will come to nothing. But the fact that it's even come to that, I just I don't know why that's even come up half a game, but the penalty. Turn off and up and you're kind of an easy streak. Yeah, like you said, strikers can be told anything touches you fall down. And people say he's lightweight, he's he's diving, he's this, he's that. Yeah, he was being a good striker. He was trying to get you know get get advantage for his team. So I do think the goalie touched him. I do think it was a penalty. I don't understand why the SFA are Acting the way they're acting, shall we say? I think I do think we'll appeal it. I don't. I'm not overly confident, but it depends. Uh, stranger things have happened. I do think that his move, like the goalie, has came and he has clipped him on the ankle. How much contact is there? I'm not sure, but it will have been enough for him to justify. And I guarantee you he's been told by Lennon or whoever any advantage get it because obviously we're not playing well right now. We didn't play well on Saturday. He's been told go out there. You're in from the start, and you can do it. Team do it. He had a point to prove, and I Edward buried the penalty. And obviously, I did the good work and got the penalty in the first place. But 
I'll take it. It's fine. I think he was just being a good striker, but he did go down lightly, but it was nothing that certain other teams wouldn't do, put it that way. I think well, but we've kind of spoken about obviously Yeti. He's saved a lot of money, go to do a bit more. First half, I thought he was a bit slow to get going, but I thought the second half he was getting better and better. And I'm not saying, not, I also have said on the Facebook page that he might be a better option Griffiths. I mean, as in maybe the new, okay, Griffiths is, it's been happening. We don't know if he's going to be playing, if he's going to be on the squad. We don't know what's happening. And I think we've just got to, we're paying money from now, just game around the team. And if he fails, he fails. But I thought he did do well. And I think maybe we've got to give him a run, a run of games now to find maybe I prove himself now. He must need a run of games, Ryan. Every striker needs a run of games. You can't come in for 20 minutes here and half an hour here. I know he's had his injury problems and stuff and no fit and stuff, but coming out at the end of the season, we're not going to win the league, so it's mm-hmm. a perfect time to try and get these players up and running for next season, get embedded in. So why not play him for out at the end of the season? And maybe him, between him and Griffiths, just chop and change, chop and change, whatever it needs to be, or Griffiths and Edward. Edward and um, Ayeti, Ayeti and Griffiths or Kamara, we need to get some sort of we need to get some sort of system in place and try and get players built up confidence because let's be honest, second place isn't guaranteed. I know, I know we're a wee bit ahead and the teams below us aren't fantastic, but we still need to exactly cement second place and kind of get the confidence up in the team. But I get the penalty. There was a slight touch. I've seen a lot worse dives being given. Let's be honest. And um, through a lot of teams, I watched actually Man United highlights the other day, and Martial dived. Even with VAR, the guy gets sent off and a penalty. That was with VAR. And um, so it's football in it. It's modern football. Sometimes they say and um, people were doing too easily, but I did see a small contact and he done what he done. You know what I mean? There's a lot of worse decisions happening in Scotland this year. We won't mention what sort of decisions, but that have they been looked at. So let's just move on for that. Good penalty, Edward. And obviously, Jerry, like yourself, like me, you played up front before. I think we are yet. You've got to play these strengths. See, watch them. Same with Edward. I yet he's not going on the channels for you. It reminds me, people might tell me I'm talking rubbish here, but it reminds me a, a kind of, in a way, a hooper. He's got to have the ball at his feet to hold it in, link up, run after after line up play. That's just my opinion on Yeti, I think. If you play at his strengths, I think you score your goals. I think he's got a touch on him that he brings the ball. And he, I think it's similar to Griffiths in a way where he holds the ball and link up and he'll maybe spin. But again, that only comes with fitness. And I think if we know... I think we've got to sign guys that plays to our strengths. I don't think this season we've done that. I think Lenny's just signed... We'll sign five or four or five who we folk quality players and just put them on the team and hope we win the league. I, I, we've just put a name out of heart and says, right, you can play, you can play, you can play. I, but the, the, the Gary Hooper comparison, I see where you're coming with, with that there. Same sort of a stature as Hooper, you know what I mean? But as uh, Robert touched on there, you can't throw a guy in for 20 minutes, half an hour this year, there, and everywhere. Strikers are, are more than anybody need 10, 15 games. And, and as you say, you need guys who will give them service. No point sticking a guy up front 
and you've got a midfield four who who can he find them? Mm-hmm. Or you've got a couple of wingers who can he close the ball? You know what I mean? But then again, you flip the coin, you've got to have he's got to be willing to get the positions where if you have got a couple of wingers who can whip it in every time, he's got to be on the end of it. And is is he sharp enough to do that? We, 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 we don't know. He's been here now what eight months, seven months, and we don't know his real capability. But obviously, he has got ability, but it's it's all backs to backs to goal with him. Even even the goal he scored, his back was to goal, and he's actually used the guy as a leverage, spent his cell around him, got that yard and and stuck it away. You know what I mean? So, but it, it, I can see a decent player in him, but. As I go back to what Robert said, he needs 10, 12, 15 games to, to know at the end of the season, link him up with Edward or, or Griffiths or whoever it may be and see see what the guys go. You know what I mean? There's obviously Claire in other podcasts and in general Celtic fans. We've spoken about why we're signing guys who have not played a lot of football. So we're signing them and then they need to play 10 games, 15 games to get fit. And yet, as much as we don't want to talk about Rangers other side of the road, they're buying players that are going to come in and just fit into their team and they're fit. We should be doing that. As much as people might say, why are you talking to Rangers? But in the, the day, other teams in the league are doing it. Livingston, Hamilton, St. John, they buy players that are going to get their team and they're fit. We're buying, we're spending five million on players that have not played in 18 months and then expect them to get fit and come into the team. It's very hard, in my opinion, Claire, for that to happen. No, I, I know what you're saying. I mean, I yet it was not first choice at West Ham. I mean, Antonio was there and all the other boys. And the problem I have now is that he's potentially facing a two-game ban or whatever it is. So he's kind of going to stop again. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get him for a few games and then he's going to be suspended if we don't appeal this or we don't get anywhere from that. And what, was he going to be back where he started then? It's... it's I mean, it's a risk. I totally get that. I mean, I would like to see him play more with Edward, especially if there are things going on behind the scenes, shall we say, with with Griffiths. But, I mean, I remember Robert said that Griffiths is the best finisher. You know, he thought he was the best finisher in, in the league. And I, he's a great finisher, Griffiths, but obviously there are other, there's other things going on there. So we need to take advantage of the money that we've spent. Um, when we spend £5 million on the guy, let's see if he's worth half of that. Just half of it. I'm not going to... I don't want all five of them. I'll take half at the minute. Like, I'm picking my battles this season. So, I would like to see him have a row, like some games in a row. I mean, he scored, what, five? Is it five goals he scored when he first came in? I forget. Something like that, Before he got injured, I'd like to see that. That Ayeti, I would like to see again. So, let's hope we can come back to that and we get that appeal for that that ridiculous ban. Because, obviously, Robert, I, I took a bat. I took a bat. A bat. I stick on Twitter the other day because I said for me still Lee Griffiths is still the best striker in Scotland or finisher he's the best finisher in my opinion Rangers fans are saying Defoe and this Defoe and his peak was listen I can't fault Defoe in his peak he finishing wise down south he was unbelievable but he's here now and he's hardly playing so to me he's at the picture he's hardly playing in my opinion Griffiths on his day is the best finisher like I said in the jam if the jam's on his day the guy's an absolute baller, but it's when he turns up. But if Griffiths plays, like I've said, Jerry, with Edward, you know he's going to get a chance. And I think that we've got three good strikers. Obviously, you don't want to still look Kamala, Robert, because 
under maybe a better manager, he might flourish a lot, a lot of players this season. We don't know much about Kamal. We know he's got a bit of determination. He's got a bit of desire to get fit and get stronger and all that. But I just think we've got to... I ain't play by yet, I don't know, because if Griffiths, as Claire says, isn't going to be playing, we've got to just... We've won four nothing, stick with the same team. And obviously the goal with Tumble... Uh, sorry, Edwards finished Tumble. We've spoken about him since he's come in. What a ball, Edouard's finish. Lovely ball. Ryan, he's just, he's been a shining light in a bad season. Um, him and Sorrow, as we've spoken about many things about him. Um, what I like about the boy is he doesn't hide. Even when we're playing bad, he's always running about. He's always wanting involved. He's gone left, he's gone right. He's not just staying like, in the diamond or the feet of the diamond, but he's he moved all the other part, as we know. But he's... Want to go on the ball and try and make things happen? For about 21 for me, and a team of champions, ex championship, we say now, um, he's one guy that's no hiding and wanting on the ball, and that as if he's been at Celtic for years. Like a lot of people say he's like a Paul McStay, and I don't think he's Paul McStay, but he's in that molder. He doesn't hide, he always wants to be involved, he wants to go on the ball and he can make things happen. And he's passing range and he's caught. I mean, he's assisted for Brody, but he's first. Um, the one for Brown. Corner's brilliantly put in. And it lets Brown attack it. Gives him a, a good chance to attack the ball at a good height. Puts a great cross in. And his ball for Edward's goal was just sublime. It was great. Wait a pass. Um, right through for Edward. And it made it easier for Edward to just slot it home, should we say. Um, Riders, a Yeti. Needs a run of games. In my opinion, Clamala would maybe need to go out and loan next season depending on the manager I'd like to see him in Scotland mm. Haberdina Hibs I don't know even a Kamala or something I don't know maybe just somebody that he would get a run of games like Ayer got and comes back and he's had he knows the league he knows what he's up against and he, he can get a run of games and build up his confidence and we can take it there because he's more 22 21, 22 he's a young boy and I think at these years is the peak of development can't be sitting on a bench. It's no, no helping his progress. Um, aye, that's my, my take on the strikers and stuff at the moment. Obviously, Jerry, we've and put a lot other podcasts. You spoke about Tumble. How me and Robert was talking about how like we've bought Tumble, and then they start playing right away. And when he says it was fitness issues, blah blah blah. For me, I says it was stalling his development. And I was like, if I was him in January and I wasn't playing. I want to get on loan. Because as Robert says, he's still a young guy. He's playing every week in Motherwell. He's came to us sitting on a bench. And, he, and the way we were started the season, he must have been like, why am I not playing? But again, his boy yesterday, it's just it's summed up the last few weeks at him. Because he's, as Robert says, he wants to get the ball. He's playing the ball forward. Everything's positive. And it's a bit of a shining light, as Robert says, on what, what we've been in a quite poor season. Well, obviously, Paul, uh, um, Robert mentioned uh, Paul McStay. Mm. To me, I, 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 I compare him to Petrov. Petrov, when, when in his team, I already had, you know what Petrov had in front of him, mm-hmm. Henrik and all the rest of the gang in front of him, but to me, everything he does, Tumble, everything Celtic have done good in the last three months have went through that guy. He plays, he plays football. It's a skill that he, he can't be taught. He plays on the half turn. He knows 
where he's passing that ball before he's even got the ball. Mm-hmm. He, he just knows if, if I'm getting it here, my body's opened, I'm going boom, it's going there. There's no, there's, and he's just three million pound. I'm thinking to myself, bargain. And I all right, it, 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 that injury started last season before we went in from the, the field of medical, blah blah blah. And if it, the boy must have thought his time was time was done at Celtic even before he even started but to go back in for him and for him to come back and do what he's doing now I just think he's as I said I just he's like the year I grew up was was, was Petrov and that's who as a midfielder you think that's the all round midfielder I think that's the mould he is now as I said everything everything Celtic have done has went has went through him even as Robert said even his corner kicks set pieces are on the money and for weeks and weeks, I've been crying out Ryan Christie. He's hitting it off the first man, hitting it off the first man, and and set pieces in football. You know, yourself are underrated. So many goals for set pieces. If you've got a guy like that in your armour, for talk's sake, you're struggling for a goal. You're batting down the door and you get a corner. One decent ball. You know, well, obviously, your defenders are better attacking than they are defending. Let's say that. But you've got that in your armour for a guy like that just to put it in the money, penalty spot all the time, and you know you'll get guys that will go and attack it. I agree with you with Turnbull. I think he's going to be... I I could say build a team around him next year. He's got to be... Maybe he's sorrow in that extent as well. The more they, the, the they play, the more they're going to get used to be. We want to play, get used to hopefully winning trophies, winning leagues. And I think he's a guy, as you say, he's £3 million. Mate, what a bargain. See, see if I'm Marvel and I've not got a several cause on that, I'd be kicking myself. Because I think he's going to go for 10 million plus in the next two or three years. I think a few more games under us, maybe a few more years development, maybe under a better manager, I think he'll flourish. Um, but obviously, we spoke about a year to the fourth goal, Claire. I don't think Brown's ball gets to spoke about either enough. I thought it was a cracking ball for Brown. I get his touch, might get a bit lucky in his path, but composure... Again, I thought the big goalie for Kamarnock was very poor, but good finish. Uh, the fourth goal was great. Um, okay, I'm renowned for being a, a big fan of Scott Brown overall, um, and I think I'm not being I'm not being but I am being biased. But he did play a very good ball in Ayeti, and Ayeti's movement was good for that. And he did. I liked the turn and the shot. I goalie wasn't great, but again, he already had three balls, three goals past him, so I think he kind of was like, nah. But no, it was a very good movement, good setup play, good build up play, sorry. Um and it was one of those goals where I, it's not typical I get in a way because it wasn't a good cross that he got in the end of, it was a bit more skillful than that, which was which was good to see. Um and again he's another one. He looked relieved to have scored that goal. I mean the amount of stick the guys got from all angles for the last way was you know, it must be quite hard for him, I think. Again, like Brown, he looked, he did actually just was like, you could see him, he didn't look as aggressively relieved as Brown, but he did look that kind of way where, right, okay, let, let's build on this. You could tell he wanted to, mm-hmm. um, which was which was good. I mean, I've, I've given him enough stick to last a while, but you know what, I hope the guy does well and Touchwood can stay in the team mm-hmm. for, for that run of games. Um, I mean, he's been, he's been good. Like what, what Jerry said about Turnbull as well. Turnbull was, was first class last night. Eh, last night, the other night, sorry. Yeah, he's very, very good. And it's not like you've got, I mean, I know Christy was there. It was like a couple of shots into Rose Ed, you know what I mean? But 
we can expect that now. Um, but yeah, overall, fourth goal, good movement, good link-up play, good build-up, very good on that. If we can build on that game, I'm happy. If we go out on Saturday and get beat, I'm holding my hands up. That's just that would be the story of the season. That would just be the way this season's went for us. Obviously, Robert as well talking about a yeti. He may get this ban again. It's I like to think we're going to appeal it and it'll it'll come to nothing because it happened down south. I think it's this morning or other day. No, sorry, it was this afternoon. That I now think was Neves or Martino. I think he get a dive and Wills appealed it and they get away with it. So if that's it down south, I like to think up here again. They don't know what's going to happen up here, but ah, for me, I was shocked when I seen it that he was getting retrospective action. It's still something you get called out very often, especially in football these days, because it did get touched and the ref seen it, the ref gave it, so it should be done. But again, I thought as well, overall performance, my opinion, Robert, it was just good to get a win and obviously on that park as well, I thought some of the football, some of the football was brilliant and then it faded back to where it's been all season. Slow, passive, but then again, it was quick again, which again, it's signs where we know, like the game at Ibrox, some of the football was brilliant. We know we can do it. It's just been one of these seasons. Just back on a Yeti, Ryan. Um, see when you're saying he's like Gary Hooper. Mm. Fourth goal was very Gary Hooper esque. It reminded me of Gary Hooper, stocky, taking it on the turn, going through and scoring a goal. It, it was what you're saying. It just flashed back to Gary Hooper, the way he was, used his body well. Turned with a defender and went and scored just on that. But some of the football was good, but I don't want to go over excited about it because come on, we're two or three yards off and I think we've put one of us on the park. We could have looked good against come on, that's the God's honest truth. Um, I think they're a very poor team. They're just lucky that there's a poor team in um, Hamilton underneath them. Um, normally you go to come on, you're up there a fight. On a plastic pitch, long balls, guys in your face, and I just I don't think they gave us that, but maybe that was going to sell it playing so well. I don't know. Maybe a bit of both. Um pleased to get a four 0 win, pleased to have a clean sheet, pleased to see the big boy Welsh playing at the back because to me he's never done anything really that bad. Um pleased to see the new boys coming in and doing all right, but to me, it was a crazy signing because he's a six-month loan when he option to buy. We are developing somebody else's player at the end of the season. Um, but I don't want to get attached to the guy, but good luck to the guy. and hope he does well for us at the end of the season and, and assess it for the end. But a lot, a lot of positives it's been the way it's been the last few weeks. Um, so just need to take it a game at a time and go for that. Obviously, Jay, Robert mentioned Welsh there. I don't know why he even get dropped after the Rangers game he get dropped and I was like why? I thought against Rangers it was alright it was Shane Duffy it was a problem no Welsh um, Duffy I think he's been due to come out the team um, as we have said to previous podcasts that if we had the ability to do it I would just send him back because he's a horrid time he's obviously not going to is he going to come out and play well in the next five months after what's been happening I hope so but I can't see it personally uh, myself Jerry Footwells come in and I think we've just got to start playing the rest of the season because we've spoken about before, haven't we, Robert, that development, we have not really brought a lot of guys through in recent years. Maybe Mikey Johnson, Tierney, Forrest, I think that's really hit. 
if I'm wrong, Jerry, I have, have a wee, a wee think, but I think we've got to just development now. There's no really any pressure on them now. But obviously, the least no mathematically finished. You still want to try and challenge as, as much as you can until it's finished. But I was just playing because they played well. Not very really much to say to drop them. He, he, he did. He, he looked. He didn't look at a place. Put it that way. Um, if you can maybe pair him and I, say the next six, seven, eight games together, try and get maybe four or five clean sheets in that. That obviously that'll do the boy all the good confidence wise. You know what I mean? A wee bit of pace about him. Obviously, be higher beside the Myers. Get a bit of pace about him as well. But. That's I think that's what we've lacked more than anything this year. Two guys in the middle of the defence who who have been there for three, four months at the same time. You look doing it, Manchester City the new they've won thirteen games in a row and they've had twelve clean sheets. If it Jones and that boy uh, Diaz. Diaz. Aye, Diaz, Diaz. Who, who have been in together and they can get past them. So I'm not saying we're gonna go and do that, but what but the point is Get the two of them, whether it might not be either, maybe I go to the right back, whatever Welsh and beat on or whatever. But I, I, the two of them, if you can maybe get seven, eight, nine games with them just to see what they can do, because you know yourself, everything all comes to back to front, so you, you need to write through the spine of the team. Mm-hmm. And that's you're talking about changing this person for that person. We've missed Edward for how many games? We've, we've not had the spine of the team where you go. Sell it line up, you go at yourself. I can name you eight players who's going to start today. Mm-hmm. You can't even name who, 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 do, who do you say, right? Oh, is he starting today? Is he starting today? Whereas past seasons, you could go at right, Craig Gordon and goals, blah, 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 blah. You could name more or less the full team every week. No, you can't even do that. But definitely have they two at the back. And, and as, as I said, the six, seven, eight games, just see what they do. But obviously, it doesn't help when you're changing a goalie every second game, I know. Different, different voice, different way of different, different goalies commit for certain balls, and it just just disrupts the whole team. And that's how they they come they come out look they come out. Or last time we were at the edge of the cliff with the ball and goalie instant, and we've just went right down hole for there, and it's been through so many disruptions with COVID and players. Players no turning up, players no way to play, and whatever else. It's just been fickle mark, ironically. The last time it just went right down hill. Obviously, you were talking about the, the goalkeeping situation, Jerry. And for me, I think I know they say you can defend for the front, but if you've got a solid back line, solid goalkeeper, it's going to help the full team. Because last season we had it was Julian Ayer, you had Foster, you had Brown, McGregor. Edward, that was, your, that was your spine. Right through the middle, right through the middle of the team. That was your spine, um, and I agree with you when it comes to that, mate, because you always have a settled team, and as you say, when it comes to Man City, I know, I know, I, I know exactly what you're saying. In football, you need consistency. If you've got a consistent team with guys playing well, you're going to get consistent results. You might have a wee, a wee draw or a wee defeat here and there, but if you keep playing the same team, you're going to get results, and I think, clear that's one thing we need to do, is maybe just stick with Welsh. If he does have a bad game, still playing because Duffy's no earned any reward to play. Uh, Duffy's just been, <laughs> he's been no great. And um, Welsh, has he done it? No. I think I said the last time I thought Ayer was great. I think he's been one of the consistent performers, like 
of a bad team this season. I think he's been one of probably the most consistent ones. And do you know what? I would like to see the four of them that were at the back against Kilmarnock and Bain staying put for, a, like like what Jerry said, a few games just to kind of see. I mean, the goalkeeping situation is another story. Whether he does stick with Bain, don't know. I'll probably be Barkas on Saturday, knowing what Lennon's like. But if he sticks with Bain and sticks with that back four, I'd be quite happy. I mean, JJ was fine. He didn't look like he was out of place making his debut. He didn't look like he'd... He didn't look... He reminded me a bit of a kind of Adam Matthews type player, just mm-hmm. the way he plays. Um, but yeah, I, I like that back four, actually. I know you said Taylor was at fault earlier on in the game, which, yeah, I agree with. But overall, I thought he was okay, actually. No worse than Laxalt. Laxalt doesn't seem to like to bolt forward with the ball as much. He seems to always check his run and go back. Whereas Taylor's, I think, has been told you need to just start running, basically. Yeah, he did a bit, he's done a bit more of that now, which is good to see. So hopefully, hopefully the back four stays as it is. I'd like to see them. Welsh has come in as a guy, young guy, he's got confidence. He's sure of himself. <laughs> Unlike Beton, he can play a 10-yard pass. Like what we were saying, it, Beton can't do that very well. So I keep him in. I definitely would keep him in and keep Duffy on the bench as long as we can. I agree with you when it comes to Beton. For me, just Beton shouldn't be. I, I think Beton's decent in the midfield. He can pass a ball, but maybe for defence, it just looks like he can. He's not a defender. We all know that. And again, it shows you what we spoke about a bit about recruitment. But for 30 days to bring in Davis, 30 days to bring in our centre back, we had it in the summer. We'd all summer, we'd all lockdown to get a centre back. We've got one, but then you let some Novich go. So you've not really, you've only replaced him, really. You've not bought anybody else in target. Um, obviously, Forrest is back in, so it's another guy to come back for the wings. But again, wingers, we've only got a lot of wingers. On the bit with Welsh, I think Welsh, I was just playing though, but I think we've said that, that Duffy shouldn't be any or near the team anymore. Well, Duffy's a, a loan signing for a start, Ryan, so what's the point in playing him? He's not been good, so what's the point in playing him? Welsh is one of your upcoming youth players, which we don't seem to be having a lot of luck with because we all want to leave us. So if you maybe take your boy out of the team, he might turn and go, what am I saying here for them? We need to develop him. Whether it be so 10 games to the end of the season, whether it be five games to the end of the season that we put them at loan, I don't know. But we really need to develop our young players. And for me, the boys never really done much wrong. Um, you've got to remember as well, he's been playing alongside guys who haven't been playing well. And he has a young boy. And he's never really looked at a place. So you know, he's maybe playing against a centre-half who's playing well, say Julian or I, or comes on to a game and plays well. He can build a partnership up and learn after him. He's not had much luck as he's come into the season, the team this season, where everybody kind of been after the boil and everything that's happened. And to me, he just goes about his business and does it quite shrewd, to be honest with you. He's not a flashy player and he times his tackles well, wins he does and does the simple things. And I think that's what we've been lacking in defence. We've not had that guy to just do the simple things. Duffy's been thinking he's betting bar at times and stuff like that. Beaton's thinking he's betting bar and these guys are making huge mistakes, so the boy deserves a chance to get a run in the team. Um, and I like the look of him. Um, I just hope that he can build, as you say, a partnership up with Ayer up to the end of the season and go with it. I, I think Duffy's been quite 
I thought when he signed that, I, I was generally buzzing when he signed. I think a lot of guys, I was like, brilliant internationals for Ireland captain, wealth experience playing down south against guys like Aguero and blah, blah, blah. Brighton are all right. They're not absolutely terrible, but they're not amazing. They're a decent Premier League team now, I think, especially under Graham Potter. But I think, I think for me, he's caused a lot of our issues. Um, I don't want, we don't want to come on here and criticise guys because in the day, as we've spoke about the professional football players, and they've obviously got something. But for me, he's caused us too many uh, issues, especially games against Rangers. It's more than all the game against Ibrox and Rangers. It was poor. That tackle we made. I just think there's too many errors, and it's built up. And we spoke about Jerry, but that's when the management for learners got to come in. The management where it's been mismanagement, continue to play him. See if it means playing Welsh or playing a youth guy. I'd rather play him who you know you're going to get 100% off him. When the guys like Duffy's not going to really give you much anymore. But I think for me, he's that long confidence where playing him is maybe worse than actually <laughs> no playing him. I, I, you, you as well start with 10 men than, than playing him. Uh, he spoke about the iBooks game. I'd come on and it, I don't know why he never got sent off. He, he fucking nearly snapped his two legs to him when he's one. Come in, Big Duffy. First two games, man, he scored two goals. I'm going to myself, oh, here we go. This guy's going to get about 15 goals here. He, he's, he just looked a bit, he just looked like a man mountain. But obviously, he, the rest of it's been, it's been a disaster. And, and I was the same as most Celtic fans when, when you heard they were saying, I'm going, that's what we need. Big ball puncher, just going in there. He done the ball there, there, there. Fought, just going up, and smashing people at the road, and that's that just galvanises your whole team. But he's just been, it's it's just been a, a flop of all flops. But and back to the boy, back to the boy Welsh. I, I think he does deserve his time in the team. They're all saying can't get any worse, so just put him in. Just just basically. Going to the man management again. If you're learning, you're just saying to the boy, look, keep it simple. You've got you've got ability ahead of you, i.e. Tumble, who's only all going to be 15, 20 yards away for you. Just nick it into him. Just give him the ball at the time. If you're in trouble, you know what to do. 60 yards that way or 60 yards that way. Get yourself in position. And eventually the boy will just grow and grow and grow. But as uh, Claire was saying, the back four for the other night, we obviously Taylor had his wee his moments and, and being if you can give these they sort of five maybe up to up to the, the Rangers games what but no no six or seven games away. March yeah. Give them that give them that sort of a time scale to, to bond together because you know yourself the symptoms previous when you're all playing together it's it's telepathic you know where somebody is you need to look mm-hmm. just not get bought twenty yards and he's there or he's there this year as uh, Robert said earlier on, they're all scared to pass the ball. It's as if, it's as if they don't know how to play football anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's it's actually sometimes quite grim to watch. I think so this is the this isn't the same team. You know what I mean? Ah uh, yeah, I, I definitely agree, Jerry. I, I don't know if it's as we've said, is it the pressure because we're going for this ten in a row? But see if it, see if that see if that was the thing, right? That's when your your figureheads, your Browns, your Lennons. That's when they should be like, listen, it's just another season. We've got the quality, you win the league. And I think, I don't know if it is, as we maybe say, is it the fans? Is it is it the pressure? Or is it just, we've just only good enough? Um, but I agree with you, Claire, when it comes to the right back. 
Um, I thought he was solid enough. I thought he was eager to get forward. I thought he'd done more. I may get a bit of stick for this, but I thought he'd done more than the full game when Frimpong's done it since he's been here. He was getting passed. He was delivering the ball. He was, he was, he was actually looking up when he was passing the ball, which I think Frimpong lacks. But I agree with Frimpong. He's maybe better coached. He might learn more, but I think the guy's unable to play. But for Frimpong, I think he's... I, I agree with Robert. I just wish there was a, an option to buy because I think it'd be good for us. It's only our first game. How many players have come in for two games of them brilliant and then they've slacked? But I think the right back, I think it looks solid, clear. Um, but what I going to, which people are going to say, you criticising too much for me, Taylor. Out of Taylor and Laxalt, I think we're a better manager. Laxalt's your man, in my opinion. If we stick to Laxalt, doing what he's got today, I think that he's Lenny's playing the full-backs positions where they shouldn't be. I think there are no full-backs, they're left-backs. Um, I just think that, for me, Taylor gives the ball away too much. People might say you're criticising too much, but I think if we want to progress as a club and we want to do better, maybe at the end of the season, aye, it might do, but I think if we want to progress better, I don't think maybe they two are your man met your men. I think we need to spend more money in the left backs, which we well, what we spoke about. We've spent maybe seven, eight million pounds in three left backs. And for me, Claire, that's no good enough for a club at Celtic. I agree, but it's no good enough. I mean when Laxalt came in, I was kinda like what Robert was saying about Kenny, you don't want to get attached because you know he's just he's on loan and I think AC Milan valued him I think it was like 7.8 whatever 7.8 million pound I think it was the value them at if we can't afford 2 million pound for Ben Davis there's not a chance we're going to pay that much for Laxalt so I think it's safe to say he might be off ski in the summer Taylor's there and he's he's there permanently like he's he's one of our boys so yeah he does give the ball away but I don't, like I said I don't think he's any worse than, than Laxalt at the moment team in general is no great but I thought it was better the last last couple of games. I'm taking the St. Mary game at the occasion, actually, because that was just a disaster. But he has been better recently. Um, I don't know if maybe he's, he's thought there's my chance in the team here because Lennon has rotated it so much. Um, I think Taylor's kind of tried to grab his chance. And he did make a few more forward runs the other night against Kilmarnock, and he, did, he was a wee bit better. Um, and like what you were saying about Kenny, I mean, he looked up. His crosses were so much better than Frimpong's where, I mean, like I, I said to you before, Frimpong couldn't cross with a lot of money, do you know what I mean? He was just head down, didn't he look? Just, but Frimpong checked his run so much as well, and that's one of my bugbears with the fullbacks that are wanting to bomb forward. Stop checking your runs. What are you scared of? Try and pass a guy, beat a guy, cross the ball. Like, you know... I mean, all right, Taylor does check his runs and pass pass back sometimes, but he doesn't pass back as much as Laxalt does when he checks his runs. That's one thing I have noticed. Um, he tries to pass in the general direction of play rather than putting it back the way, which is quite frustrating. I think in general, I think, Robert, I think in general this season, the players that were really brought in that we thought would have been, they're no up to what we are wanting, and I think that comes by the manager. Um, I think I know we keep I know we keep getting back to Rogers, but if you've got that old care manager, you're gonna maybe get that old care player. And I think for what we have went through to 
the guys were talking about Taylor and maybe like your Lack Salts and the Kenny, blah, blah, blah. They might be guys that we be like, they were, they, they were getting anywhere near the standards that we're expecting. Um, but we need, we need to just go with them. I know the managers, there's something there. We like to think he's going to be here in the season. But by the way, Len is talking, he might be. But it's just, I think, overall, we need... We need just maybe a better standard for next season if we want to get into obviously the qualifiers, get the league back at Rangers, which is obviously it's no small finish, but it's not looking very good. Um, I think just overall, Robert, we just need to sign recruitment. Again, we spoke about it in other podcasts. The recruitment's got to be a lot better going forward. For me, Ryan, the recruitment, if you get the right guy in, it'd be head of their recruitment scout will be as important as any signing you make next season. Um, I don't know who that may be, but I did like John Park when he was at Celtic. I thought he made a lot of success, made a lot of good signings. He made a lot of bad ones, but I feel the money that we blew in the last four or five years on projects, it hasn't worked out. has outweighed the success we've had um, with signings. And I feel that side of Celtic really needs restructure, but I think a lot of people have got away with a lot of really bad mistakes on that side yet. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that was because of Peter Lawwell. And the new guy might have a different look on it, which might be refreshing because I feel we've got too many to run over the last so many years. And I think maybe we need to buy players that's ready-made, maybe at 25, 26 Rather, a guy that's at 21 for £3 million, let's spend £6 million, say, and a guy at 25, 26, who you know will come in and has been experienced and done everything. Let's not spend £3 and £4 million on a project at 21, 22 years of age because nine times out of ten, they're not as good as we expect them to turn out to be. And maybe that's what we're lacking, is to just buy players who can come in and be ready-made to make us better and improve us as a team. But that will all come for a new manager and a new outlook. And I just hope behind the scenes, everything's getting put into place because it might be a transitional period next season again. You might still be trying to get everything in, but if you've identified that now off the park, which I think should be happening, it shouldn't be the summer because you know how quick the summer comes round and how quick to get players in and everything else. We should really have a manager in place for now out that nobody knows about who's identified the team who's looking at the team who then can go and scout players identify players and speak to players and say as soon as this new manager's announced bang there's two or three signings there's the scouting system set up there's this and it's all been getting done behind the scenes but we don't know that until the league's done and we're mathematically impossible and we, the manager's going to be being paid off or whatever but this new is the biggest, whether we win the league or not, it's the biggest rebuilding at Celtic since probably 98, 97, 98. Ah, it's a massive summer. You could say Martin O'Neill's time, sorry, when Martin O'Neill came in for getting that. He had to rebuild the full team and spend a lot of money, and I think we're going to spend a lot of money again to regenerate, what, to get us back to where we should really be. I think when it comes to obviously getting the money, I think. A few fans are saying Lenny's not getting released because of money, this and that. But we're probably going to get, I'll say, I'll cut my throat and say maybe 20 million at least. You're going to get money for Edward at least. 
Those are 40 million that we might have got maybe 20, 15, 20. You're going to get money for maybe three, four or five months for Christie. If Nancham goes to Marcy, he might get five. Ayer might go. Laxalt's going to go back. Duffy's going to go back. So Elanusi might go back. So you've, you have got money coming in. Cam Regan might go because he looks absolutely sick there now. When, when you see him, his interviews, he doesn't look like he's, he looks lost. Um, but I totally agree with you, Robert, when it comes to. For me, Rogers left is. Rogers left is a team. Rogers left the basis of a team where it was basically it was only it was only up to somebody to ruin it in a way. And Lennon's kind of the last season was kind of Rogers' style of players. Lennon came out and says he didn't want to change it. But when he came in, he didn't change it. And then the last season he said he didn't want to change it. This season he said he's went his own way, and it's still really, still really happened. Um, recruitment again, Robert Rogers. You bring in Saint Clair, proven. At the, the least in the south, scored goals, and he, I, I think he knew that when you look at his stats and his his way of playing. First season with Sinclair, he's always brilliant. When he came into the Chelsea team, he was a spark. Villa, he was very good. Man City, and they get the money, and he went out the team. But then barely, or I know I was in the pipeline. The guys at that team, man, they made Tierney better. He had the coaches, the recruitment, and he left us in a way where. As we've spoken about, we should be miles ahead of Rangers. Even fans, uh, pals of mine or Rangers fans, they're saying that. We should be light years ahead, man. But we're no, and we need to deal with it. And I think, Jerry, as Robert says, that this rebuild coming up, this is going to be a rebuild where we build it and it stays. They can't go back to being complacent. And I don't think, we don't know about this guy, Mackay. He's brought up the grassroots for rugby, so he, he must know what he's doing when it comes to that. So I think it's going to be a very, very important summer, and I think we need to build for the future. If it means, like Robert says, have an hour year where we lose the league, which we don't want to happen. We don't want it to happen, but if it means succeeding success for another four, five, six years, then if it's going to be, it's going to be. Oh, obviously, we, we know the boys coming into the rugby. It's, it's going to need to be a fresh, a, a breath of fresh air, and it's going to need to be. He's went for. Obviously, it's a completely different sport. His ideas are obviously, hopefully, going to be bigger and better than, than what, what had this season. Um, he's going to need. He, he, he's going to need to go old school and just look at it and go right. How how do we? If, if I was if I was him and I'm looking at Celtic to now, I would go right. So, how do we stop goals? I don't know. We can score it for Tonk's sake if I've still got Edward and and the, all the rest of them from middle to front. How do we stop goals? Do we ball for the back or do we just go gun ho? Do we do we try and score more goals than than the opposition team would like? He's going to have to think very 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 cute about. He's going to do here. He's going to have to the the rebuild's going to need to be. It's going to take time, but be quick at the same time, if you get me. He's going to need to come in and have ideas put in place, like bang, 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 but no have no no make mistakes when he's doing it. And do you, as, as Roberts, do you sacrifice the, the league for another for another year for to come back bigger and better as as a heart as, as a hard one because your your heart's telling you and he's telling you no, one of the ones in it, but uh it's it's going to be a massive massive summer for for right through the whole right through the whole club for for recruitment to 
first team players to a new well a new coaching staff like and it's going to be a new style of play and 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 the fans are going to obviously hopefully get back next season well the way it's looking new but we don't know what's going to happen but that that could be a big factor sixty thousand fans at Parkhead I mean I'm pretty sure. You wouldn't be you wouldn't be drawing me Livingstones and Hibs and get beat off St Mund if you'd sixty thousand fans in the stadium. But that's I know that's the team's not playing great, but that that does give you an extra an extra bonus. You know what I mean? Uh, as I say, Joe, I definitely think we've seen it in the papers. I seen a tweet. I can't remember what paper it was, but they put a tweet in March, and they were talking about obviously they were talking about Tavernier. They were white sell Tavernier. And then as soon as there's no fans, Tavernier's the best thing since sliced bread. He was getting absolutely dogged abuse off for Rangers fans. Again, I think it was Gary Holt we've spoke about, haven't we, Robert? Gary Holt came out and says he does think that the new fans is affecting Celtic. But I don't agree with what Lowell says, that it's affecting Celtic most. Listen, there's guys we can't see our families and like guys like Cove Rangers, Clyde, they can't, they can't even play football now. So... I don't agree with that one, but but I agree with you, uh, Jerry. It's going to be a massive, massive rebuild. Um, I still think that we've still got the money there because the amount of transfers that we've put in. I think, but I think Robert, I've seen Claire as well. It was like eighty million pound we brought in the last whatever, just on transfers alone, and that's not including your Adidas training gear and all the money we've took in this year. So I think, don't think money's the issue. I just think Robert, we've spoken about. I've not got a fan. I just think it was. Lennon will come in, Lennon wins the league, and, that, and that's it. I think, I think clear that it's going to be, as we've said there, it's going to be a massive, massive rebuild for obviously the youths and up to the, the first team. This summer's going to be interesting. I think there'll be, like what Jerry said, a lot, a lot of change. I don't know if Lennon's going to be, I don't want to say I hope Lennon's not going to be there, but you just don't know now. I mean, the way some of the things he's saying makes me think, oh, is he actually going to stay? Some of the comments he's making, it's like, nah, he's away. I, I, I just don't know. When a manager does come in, they need to bring the backroom staff with him and get the dead without, like Kennedy, who seems to have ridden the ship with a few managers for whatever reason. He needs to. I, I don't. I feel bad saying it, but I think he needs. It's his time's up. You know what I mean? He's tried. Maybe he could be a manager at a. Airdrie a party like you know like what Gary Cobble did to a point go and manage somewhere else and get your experience and do what you you know I don't believe he wants to sit and be an assistant coach I mean he's obviously got aspirations of being whether it be Celtic manager however but um, we need a complete overhaul in the summer I think like what you said Ryan I think we're going to lose probably a good few players like Ayer and Edward and potentially Christie um, I think Chris is actually out of contact in the summer anyway, so I imagine he might slip under the radar a wee bit, especially with the big money deals coming in for Edward and IR and whoever else. Um, but I just, I hope for change. I hope for a, a fair bit of it. I'd love to see who we'd get as a permanent right back, whether, like, I would be interested to see that. So that's been a problem position for a wee while. Lustig was probably the... I'm not saying he was fantastic, but he was a character and I liked watching him play and he did have a few absolute stinkers. Um, we all know that, but it's been a problem position for so long and I think that's something that we need to... We, I mean, <laughs> I hate comparing to Rangers, but I look at Tavernier and I look, he is 
very solid, very good, and probably the first name on that Ranger team sheet every week. And that is it makes me makes it emphasis to me of how bad that position is for us and how much of a problem it's been. So but yeah, big change please in the summer would be good. I don't know. I don't know a lot about this Dominic. Yeah, the Dominic guy that's I coming in. What's that? I can tell you a bit about him. I've read about him. Go on, um, then, let's have it. He's restructured rugby. He took Glasgow Warriors and stuff, 1,500 fans to sell it to 7,000. He's matched the experience is meant to be something that's really appealing. Rugby fans that talk about being at Scottish rugby says he's matched the experiences that Scotland were selling at 60,000 in autumn tests against teams like Argentina and just stuff like that that would never normally sell it um, at Scottish rugby. It's all about, I think it's like having drinks outside the ground and making it family orientated and making it more appealing for families to get to the rugby. And um, He was a guy that was behind the, remember the rugby sevens? Oh, he right, yeah, yeah. He was, he was a man behind that. He was a man behind the Commonwealth Games in Scotland, the Commonwealth Games to Celtic Park, the opening ceremony. So this guy seems to be a very shrewd operator. And that was something I read on him. Um, and people were just saying, business sense, he's great. He's just, no saying like Peter Lawwell, but on that side of it, he is really good at how he deals with stuff. Um, and he took Glasgow Rugby for nothing and rebuilt it up. And they were just saying that he really galvanised it and took it to a whole new level. So that's so, what we need. We are yeah. going through the motions. That's we need to galvanise. That's the way I think he will try and structure Celtic. Um, I like and make, that. make it more appealing and try and have it sell out. And maybe, I think he done something with the rugby. It was like fans, five or a ticket for fans or something. I don't know if he'll try that sort of stuff like that for kids. Five or a ticket. I don't know if he'll try something along the lines at Celtic, but he will try and work on that side of it and probably... Champions League or whatever, try and broaden the horizons in that way, you know what I mean, to get full exposure and stuff. Um, but what I read on it sounds really good. Team, you're talking about obviously Robert, I'll touch on it now, but obviously he likes to give like fiver for the kids and that. See, in general, see, when we're not really selling tickets, I had to try and sell it, should be doing that anyway, getting tickets into schools. If there's, if there's like maybe 50, there well. I think it's something we should maybe do see like even season books especially coming up because we know we don't know what's going to happen maybe the season books because obviously we've spoken about the manager situation obviously we spoke about guys like Graham Potter Michael O'Neill Eddie Howe Benitez all the usual names have been popped recently we've got to get a guy I think Jerry as well that's going to it's got, it's got to sell it's got to sell season books because I, I know we've spoken about in other podcasts that you'll get your usual suspects, guys who have watched it for years. That's my Saturday, that's my weekend. I'm paying my book. I want to watch that one. That's biz. That's, that's brilliant. But you'll get guys who, why should I pay that money if I'm not going to put it on the park? And I think that hopefully this guy, Mackay, can maybe change that for us. Um, I think he's got to come in and work with Lowell the new. Because as we've said, it's going to be a long, long build up. It's going to be a long summer. Because we don't know what's going to happen because again there's been a review there's been a communication so hopefully that's better as a mum's zone um, but I think when it comes to the season but Jerry I hope this guy's got a, a magic wand obviously because it's going to take a big manager for me 
he, like Rogers with ten thousand in the stadium, I think it's going to be that again. He's got to. He's got the man. He's got to try and convince the manager no to watch us anew. Say, look, this is this is what you're getting. He's got to try and say that you're going to need to come in here and basically ragdoll this team another another level because that that as Claire touched on, we're just in this wee low, this wee rut. Anyway, we're just going through the motions. It's like you know, even with even with the during the games, it's like you know who's going to pass to who, side the ways, side the ways. It's just the same old. Same old garbage, right enough. But he needs to come in and go, right, I've got a fresh idea. This is what's going to happen. Blah, 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 blah. And the manager's going to follow suit. As you see, he's going to be a big name. He's going to come in and say, right, I want you. I want you. I don't want you. I don't want you. He's going to mm-hmm. come in and be ruthless and say, right, this is my team now. We're going to, we're, we're, we're back. We're going to need to, we're, we've went for, we've went for 13 points ahead last season when it it shut down at 23 points behind. To me, that's that's you. That's a that's a dividend of 13 games, 39 points, 30, 40 points. That's that's no good enough. You know what I mean? But this guy's going to come in and say, right, next year I want to be 23 points ahead in January, February. You know what I mean? And hopefully. Listening to what Robert said there, that the boys, that this boy um, Dominic's got a lot about him, and he has a he has a massive Celtic fan as well, which could bring a bit of passion into him as well. I don't know if he's a he's a quiet guy or a loud guy, or he, he's, but he's got to maybe leave a bit of fire back in the belly because we've 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 not had it for for seven eight months. We've just been flat, very very flat. I agree with you, obviously. I've said before that when lockdown happened, when we were going to the Rangers game, I thought we, we were going to the game. Yeah, I thought we were going to the game. I don't. We, we, we were we'd flying. We have fucking, we have took them to town and it, it, it's... We were flying. Um, and obviously, the Rangers fans can, they can kid on what they want, but they were what? Gerard, in my opinion, it was going to be 15, 18. He was only getting sacked here. The, the players were getting a lot of abuse on the park. There was a lot of un... It was very, very high in the press. It was a bit of... It was flight we were going through the roof. Um, I don't think for one... They're not a better team than us. I think they're getting coached better as this season. They're maybe coached better. That guy, Michael, as much as self I don't know why I admit it, that guy, Michael Beals, might be one of the best coaches about them. Pell Oppel, he might be brilliant. They, to me, they seem... They're coached well, they all know their job. They're, I don't think individually we're a far individually we're better players, in my opinion. But we have just we've just we've just no in every sense of imagination, we've no challenge this year, we've no we've no started, in my opinion, Claire. We've no started one bit and obviously the last well, you don't want to touch on the referees too much and whatever else, but the last three or four games you could have red cards. It's nothing each. All of a sudden, it's one now, and and then we're getting the Yeti thing, and it's just it was it was always going to be hard to win the league this year. We all know that. If it is us playing, if it's other things, we don't want to get into that too much. I think we're a better team. We just need a better manager, better coach, and I think hopefully Claire, it's going to come soon. That's what's so. I mean, you're touching on on the referees. I'll. I'll use like Scott Brown's elbow against Livingston, and I think it, like you know, 
camera board and we go boom you know it was just that you could I'm not saying you could see the intent but it was stupid it was you know there was no logic in that whatsoever he served his ban thinking back obviously better against Kilmarnock I mean I can't remember who I was speaking to but somebody said oh did you see that elbow that he did the other night I'm like are you actually kidding me on and saying that that should have been a sending off I mean he wasn't even looking at it wasn't as if he turned around and went like that and it wasn't an obvious elbow he just ran at the guy it wasn't anything there was no malice in it there was no intent in hurting the guy I don't even know why it even got to an SFA why they're even reviewing that Um, I'm not Referees is a temple, a different topic. Do you know that? That's with another whole podcast for that one. But what I'm saying is, I think the referees questionable. I don't know if they're looking too much comparing themselves to English football. Maybe I'd, like what you were saying about that Marshall or that died oh, for Man United the other night. I seen that actually, and I seen the time it took from the actual foul or lack of the foul, the VAR to him going to check the monitor to come back. And the guy, I mean, the guy looked sent, the guy that got sent off just looked horrified at the fact that he was getting a red card for that. Did the guy when he got sent off? Did you see the BT? Aye, it was like the hands in the head and everything. Like, what, what's he even doing? Tunnel, and he sent to the, I don't know if he was like a backroom staff. He's, he's, not, he's, trying, he's saying, Martial said I never touched him. He's saying, he's saying Martial told the ref I never touched him. Yeah, he's, he's at the park. I don't know if our refs are comparing themselves to English refs. I don't know what they're doing, but He's decisions are very questionable, shall we say, with our referees. I don't know if VAR would make it. if VAR was involved. I don't think we'd have got that penalty the other night. I think they would have looked at it and probably the ref, depending on who the ref was, but majority of refs probably wouldn't have given it. I don't think. Um, but that, that's just my opinion. I don't know. And obviously, yourself, Robert, we've spoken about obviously decisions, but we'll be going and whatever else. We don't want to get into it too much because. It's not really hindered much our season, but it's. I think we just we've got to just kind of get out of this season, as you says. We've got to just strap in and just look week by week, and just hopefully things improve for us. A lot of very very strange decisions, should we say, this year? Um, some very very questionable decisions on a week to week basis. That's what I'm going to say on that. We all know what we're talking about. But we can't really say it because we are no saying what we need today. So let's just forget about that. But we know if it was neck and neck and these decisions were happening, you'd be screaming for the rooftops. But we can't say it because there's only one person that's really fucked up this season and that's Celtic. So um, we just need to move on to that, I suppose. We've been the masters of our own downfall this season, I think. Yeah. I think in general, we've went, we've, we've, we've had strength, we've had the money, we've had the success, we've no built on it in a way. Um, I think for the start of the season, we've all spoke about it in other podcasts with the freeze that it's been complacent saying they've just thought we'll sign two or three players and we'll, we've got the team. We'll just, it's just as you say, Claire, it's just been. Rangers have been playing well, but we've been a very, very downfall in our season and we've, we've no built on our strength. We should have built when Rodgers came in. I said that we'd have won everything in Europe, uh, no Europe, in domestic season because he had everything and the coaching staff he had and the players he brought in. I thought it was, you just need to look, Jerry, that the players who <coughs> he identified for us, Castania, Justin, 
he's got he's got them at Leicester and they're McGinnis. flying and they're flying. You know what I mean? Um, McGinnis. obviously it was the money. Well, we can afford twelve million pounds from our, our twenty million pounds he went for. But that's the guys that he was maybe expecting to get, and we don't know what he got promised. It's all hearsay. We don't know, but the be on end all. We've went for strength, and as you say, we've just we've no carried on. And I think maybe Robert, maybe the mayor, wiser to me about this. But I miss me. I find Celtic don't they? They don't build when they're strengthened. They don't build when they've got the power. Never have, Brian. Never have. We've always like Mark O'Neill. When his team has come to an end, he wanted to rebuild the team. They wouldn't do it. I don't know. If they have the money or they think it will cripple them at the times, but we seem to get a few years in front and then we kind of just take a foot off the gas a wee bit. And every time we take a foot off the gas, it doesn't work. Um, I mean, the fans are buying into it and the fans are spending their money and the sponsorships are coming in. Let's reinvest the money that we're taking in. Let's not look at our balance sheet and see we'll get £20 million in the bank because... Twenty million pound in the bank is no use if the product won the part is not as good as what the fans are want to pay for. And disco lights and the Celtic way and all that, all looks great, aye, off paper, but that means absolutely nothing if the product won the part is not what it should be. And the high, great eye, and I get we're starting to move with times, we're starting to probably do the match day experience, we're starting to make it a better playing field. But let's be honest. Better players than the players that are there than now trained on Barrafield and it didn't do them any harm. Sometimes I think we pamper these players too much and that's just modern football. Aye, but sometimes maybe taking them to a fucking sandy beach and a freezing cold day and making them run up sand hills is maybe what some players need. A bit of reality check. I don't know, but hopefully we can get the point. If the playing side on the parks, Good. We don't really need to worry about the stuff after part the disco lights, the fucking hybrid pitch. We don't need to worry about Lennox time. We don't need to do all that. At the end of the day, we need the, the team on the park. Then we can, if the team on the park's good, we can start building all that after park. I agree with you, Robert. I think Jerry's, we don't look at his face. I think he agrees enough. Well, talk about Lennox town and Barrafield, Dav. When I, when I was at Hamilton, Many, many moons ago now. I, I was, you know, one of the first teams to go up to Lennoxtown and play in a reserve game. And it was all, you couldn't, you couldn't go in that door, you couldn't go there. It was all nice and new and, as you say, pampering players. But old school Barrafield, there's no grass in the 18-yard box. It's guys were used to being rough and ready and just, you were getting in about it. And maybe that's exactly what you know, a couple of players, I think the whole team needs needs a good boot up the arse. It's if to say, like, we're Celtic FC here, but we should be, as you say, many moons ahead of any team in the country. We should be challenging in European, European competitions, no getting four points out of a group. And, and that was a, a win the last game yeah. against Lowe, who'd already qualified. I mean, you're going, you're, you're going and, and losing, what was it, eight goals against Sparta Prague? Aye. You know what I mean? Sparta Prague, come on. It's after 12 months ago, going to the, going into, in, in Italy, 
and beating a very, very good Lazio team. You know what I mean? So there's something in the back burner that's it's it's all kicked all this off and it's just obviously went for even this year, Champions League, the the team for Hungary or was it Romania, the Ferran Varos, the Ferran kind of uh, Hungary, aye. I put it with them. Two weeks later we go to Kamalak, the ball and goalie situation. Big Edward goes to France, it's a COVID, can't play against Rangers and it's just we've made a shot and target against Rangers at Parkhead, when have you ever heard that? It's just went doing, doing, doing. Ross County, who are fighting the allegation to Parkhead beat us in the cup. It's just went doing and doing and doing. Same, went to Irox, and a guy that's been there eight, nine years beat on, make stupid decisions. Robert said it earlier, stupid mistakes, big mistakes have cost us, and it's just spiralled. And it's just, with no, as you say, with no, We've no started. We've been behind, and we're getting further and further away. And then, obviously, it's 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 out of reach now. Because, in my opinion, Jerry, it's I've spoken about it in other podcasts. I've just spoken in general. When we won the treble, treble, and Neil Lennon was announced the manager, I've never been so deflated in my life. I, I think a lot of fat. I know there's some guys who are pro Neil Lennon, which is totally their opinion. I'm not going to say anything about that. But my opinion is. When he first came in, I think Robert was the same. I think Claire, I don't know if Claire was the same, but I couldn't believe he got off the job. I was getting texts off guys I know saying Benitez has been told in the stock exchange. And I, I'm putting money in Benitez. I lost about whatever 20, 30 quid on Benitez. People yeah. tell me he's getting a job, and then Neil Lennon's getting a job. Yeah. It was, and I think that for me, as much as we've done well last season, obviously, I've never been, when he first came in, we, we spoke about Robert, his recruitment, he had, he had Hooper, Ledley, Commons, he, they were his signings, and I don't think he's had the, the allocation to get his own signings, because some of the guys were signed, they, they don't suit Neil Lennon's style of play, um, the board, I don't know what they're doing, I just, and obviously we've spoken the scouting system, it's still his backroom staff, it's still his recruitment, but I think the be on end all for me is Lennon left Hibs when they're 8th or ninth, and then they get a sell job, that can't happen, in my opinion, Jerry. Um, but Claire, obviously, you were what I talked about in the last wee bit about Lee Griffith's situation. We don't know what's happening with him, if he's coming out, if he's playing, if he's going to stay next year, but be a better manager. Well, they just be ruthless, as Jerry says, and get all these guys out and get get the, the, the team totally clean for a, a fresh slate. For me, Griffiths is the best finisher, but if, if we can get somebody better, then be all means. If that's a yet, if it's somebody else, then... I think we need to start looking for the future now because I think we've went stale. We've kept the same team. Like, I think Rangers, I don't know if Robert, you might, you might help me on this. Rangers done the same, I think, when they won nine. They didn't really strengthen. They fought the same players. We came in and did the same. And I think we have went stale, Claire. And I think we need to maybe yeah. change a few players. Uh, the Griffiths thing bugs me a wee bit. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. We had an argument or whatever at half-time. And, and Lennon's obviously... <laughs> All right, I've stuck him on the bench against Kilmarnock, but he's brought on everybody in the granny except him. I mean, bringing on Laxat, one minute left. Poor boy wouldn't need a shower after that. He just literally came on for, what, two minutes or whatever it was. Aye. And Clamalla came on and whatever else. It was like, to prove a point, you can be in the squad, but you've just to sit there and watch the players play better around you. I don't know if that was what Lennon was thinking. I don't know if he's going to be that petty. I don't know if that's just my opinion, but... I just remember Robert saying, and you, Ryan, you both said Gervis is the best finisher. 
best finisher probably in Scottish football right now. Um, and it's sad to see him waste his... I'm not saying he's wasting his career, that's a bit overdramatic, but he's going the right way about it because he's doing something to piss a lot of people off. Whatever he's doing behind the scenes, he's he's he's, he's rubbing people up the wrong way or rubbing Len up the I don't know. Len and him clearly don't have the best of relationships because if they did have an argument and say it was, I don't know, Brown, for example, was in the situation and he had something to say at halftime, I don't think Lennon would go and hook him. I'm not saying he's got a vendetta against Griffiths, but it looks that way from if I'm going to sit here and look at it, I'm thinking you clearly don't like him. You clearly have a problem with his fitness, shall we say. I mean, what's the guy got to do to get to please to please Lennon? Is Lennon just, just doesn't like him as a manager? Another manager going to come in and say, all right, you've had whatever issues you've had. What do you need from us? And mm-hmm. try and help him and make him the striker that we know he can be or are they going to go right okay sorry your time's up we've given you all these chances go somewhere else catch you later I don't know what you guys think of the whole Griffith situation but it just it bugs the life out of me and Wednesday night annoyed me it annoyed me the fact they just sat there and it was like bringing on everybody else except him just to prove a point I don't I don't know if I've, I've said to Ryan and Robert the last time I was on the podcast about Griffiths I, I don't know if I did or no but See it at Lennox Town. If you give him a hundred balls, he'll hit the target a hundred times. Aye, that's how that's how good he is, right? Claire, he'll he'll get the under 19s goalie, 17s, 15s, whatever it is, and he'll say, right, give me an hour, and he'll just hit a shot, 20 yards, take it back 25 yards. He'll go left of the D, five for there, right of the D, if he's right foot, five for there. He'll go. 12 yards for a goal and he hits it, hits the ball as hard as he can every single time and he'll hit the target every single time. I think it all comes down to he's obviously whether it's his attitude or it's his personal terms or whatever, but I back I back these two guys up, he's best fin- best finisher in, 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 in Scottish football, a million percent. Oh, he's a great, great finisher. I just, I just, just sorry for him in a way. Aye, he's just, he's just, whether his head's in it or no, it's just, he's, he could have been, he could have, aye, right, he scored over 100 goals, but see, if Lee Griffiths has been fit, he could be touching the 200 mark by now. Easy. So I think as well, Jerry, that, um, I generally think if it was, I don't know if it's, obviously, mental health issues we, we don't know what that is right? but that, obviously that will affect but obviously in the day professional play I know that's that's the different side of the game you've got to be professional and get fit I think maybe if it is maybe the respect for Len we don't know what it is but I think if it's a Rogers or a, if it is a Eddie Howe or Benitez I don't think Hopper players would be acting the way they have been in a way I think they've you can't how can it be February guys on the fit do you know what I mean Robert we spoke about it it's but I think the last bit on Griffiths, I think he's the best finisher on the club in Scotland. If he's fit, I want him in my team. If Griffiths is fit, he, for me, he plays every week, and I think he scores fit goals this season. But it's whether or no the game's changing with a new manager, did, did, does he get him fit and prove it's all right? I'm, I'm still the best striker in Scotland or the best finisher. I think Robert will agree that if that's the case, then I want him here and I want him to lead us to wherever we're going to go. But 
we just don't know we no just we graphics in any sense what's happening with the players and what's going to happen with the management. And I think that maybe Griffiths is maybe it's some of the things that have happened with the players have maybe been a scapegoat for maybe the team playing well or Neil Lennon. But I just think with Griffiths, I think if he's fit, he's got to play. And I think the only, the only way he's going to get fit, same with Ayeti, is by playing, but you can't play three forwards unless you've got three forwards to fit in the system that the manager wants to play, Robert. Ryan, I just feel that he feels let, um, let down by Griffiths um, just because he's always, he brought him into the club. He's stuck by him through his mental health issues and stuff. Um, I just feel, he maybe feels a wee bit let down by him because in his eyes, he doesn't see him to be 100% fit and he wants him to get his all. But if we get any manager in at the end of the season, the guy... We'll look at Griffiths and say, this guy is a talent. I will work with him. I'll give him a chance, but he really needs to... I think he owes the fans a lot and the club a lot through everything because we have backed him and we've done everything for him and he's had a lot of months suit, obviously through a lot of personal issues, um, but he really owes us a one. He owes us one, I think, as a club and as a support and probably the new manager, and to get him fit and fire on all cylinders, he'll easily score you 25 to 30 goals a season. That's how good a guy, how good a player he is. Um, I do think a new manager comes in will give him another chance because he's too good a player just to like, get rid of. He's too important a player just to wash your hands of. And a guy, another guy might get the best at him again, like Ronnie Dyer, go 40 goals in one season. You don't want to but I think it's his last chance to win. And obviously, obviously, your last thoughts, Claire, will be end it there. I just don't want to see him wasted. Like I don't, I, I don't, I agree with you, the three. Is he's he's a talented, talented guy, and like what Jerry said, you could give him a hundred balls and he'll hit a hundred good shots. And I rate him highly. I just, I, I, I hope he's not going to be wasted. I hope the new manager, if the new manager doesn't come in and give him a chance and say no because you need to look at Griffiths as a whole over the last few years and look at what he has done. He does always for the he does always for the last year or so. I know there's reasons, but I just don't want to see him wasted because I know that he is he can be very, very good. Um it would be a shame I think to see him wasted like that. And obviously Jerry, your last thoughts on obviously Griffiths and obviously the situation that's been going on. The big thing is uh, the fans. What we, in times we've idolised them as like the Messiah. Like, come on, you know something. There's a different spark with him. He's just off the cuff, on the edge. Whatever you want to say, he's just just there. He's very. He's he's different because he's he's left fit. We've no we've no got a natural left since we. Probably since we've Patrick Roberts technically gifted left footer, um, but he's he's sometimes you just wish you could grab him, and say screw them up, come on, look mm-hmm. you're playing me, look 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 what you've got in front of you, man. It's like okay, does it does he listen? I don't know what what goes on in his life, and it could be could be the worst life. It could be you don't know what's happening, but you just feel as if. Come on, Giza, Giza, but and Giza, but energy, and 
that's what we, we were crying out for it, and we just want something to, and that's what I think. Well, come back to me, Tumble. I think he's the one that's. I think, you're one, I think he's the only one that's kept us all together. Celtic fans, as if maybe, maybe the light's closer than we think with Tumble. Obviously, yeah, it's in Clare. It's been brilliant to have his on, obviously. We've improved quite a lot. Um, we're back on tomorrow uh, with Sean. Sean will play a bit of music. We'll get a big quiz night. Um, but Jerry, Claire, Robert, thanks for your time. And I'll see you again. Thanks a lot, guys. Cheers. 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 Thanks. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. We can't deny the need to fly.